when he had come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you tell no one, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that same hour. Now when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and served them. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralytic, lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is blasphemy. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk? But, so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Get up, take your mat and go home. And the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, 
they were filled with awe, and they praised God who had given such authority to man. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind man came to him and asked them, Do you believe I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith will it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly, See that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread the news about him all over that region. While they were going out, a man who was demon-possessed and could not talk was brought to Jesus. And when the demon was driven out, the man who had been mute spoke. The crowd was amazed and said, Nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. Jesus did not answer a word. So his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. Yes, Lord, she said, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely for he often falls into the fire and often into water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. As Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside, and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet, 
but they shouted all the louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you? he asked. Lord, they answered, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received their sight and followed him. And he entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a withered hand. So they watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, Step forward. Then he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good, or to do evil, to save life, or to kill? But they kept silent. And when he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Then he came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up, and he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Then it happened, as he was coming near Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the road begging, and hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, saying, What do you want me to do for you? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God.
God's name is more powerful than any disease you can name tonight. You might have received a horrible report from the doctors and told you your disease is incurable. But you know what? There's hope tonight. There is hope because God's promised that He would heal us. I want you to put His word on your lips tonight. Sing his word back to him. See if his name isn't more powerful than cancer, than heart disease, or any disease that you can name tonight. Oh yes, he's your healer. Let's sing it to him. You are the God that healeth me. You are the God that healeth me. move through this auditorium with your healing power. Those of you who need a touch from God tonight, just reach out and receive it. God is here. Receive your healing now. Receive it in Jesus' name. Let it flow like rivers.
And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity eighteen years, and was bent over, and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him, and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Now it happened, as he went into the house of one of the rulers of the Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath, that they watched him closely. And behold, there was a certain man before him who had dropsy. And Jesus, answering, spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? But they kept silent, and he took him, and healed him, and let him go. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then, as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, returned, and with a loud voice glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. So Jesus answered and said, Where were not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee, where he had made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will by no means believe. The nobleman said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go your way, your son lives. So the man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, Your son lives. Then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. And they said to him, Yesterday at the seventh hour the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said to him, Your 
son lives, and he himself believed, and his whole household. After this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity thirty-eight years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. Now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Nine, and many of his disciples went with him and a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, Arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak and he presented him to his mother. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sister sent to him, saying, Lord, Behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days 
in the place where he was. Then after this he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and you are going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. These things he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Then Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. And when she said these things, she went her way secretly, called Mary her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. And as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with him in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose up quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. 
Then, when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound, hand and foot, with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things Jesus did, believed in him.
God said in His Word that He is a God who will heal us. He is a healing God. But I know you might have questions about why this person or that person did not get healed. I have questions. But it doesn't change the fact that God said He is a healing God. And God and His Word are one. They're the same. No one here would doubt if God came into this room and touched you that you'd be healed. The same thing can happen if the Word touches you. His power is in this Word. There's power to heal in this Word. There's power to save in this Word. There's power to deliver you from that hopeless situation. Let's put His Word on our lips and sing it back to Him tonight. Heal me, O Lord. Sing it. Oh, heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me, and I will be saved. Oh, heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. For you Praise you, Lord Jesus. Let your healing power just flow to every person here right now. Be it unto me according to your word. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him, with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. 
and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Yet none of the rest dared join them but the people esteemed them highly. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. Also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. In that region there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island whose name was Publius who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. Paul went into him and prayed, and he laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. Now it happened after these things that the son of the woman who owned the house became sick, and his sickness was so serious that there was no breath left in him. So she said to Elijah, What have I to do with you, O man of God? Have you come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to kill my son? And he said to her, Give me your son. So he took him out of her arms, and carried him to the upper room where he was staying, and laid him on his own bed. Then he cried out to the Lord and said, O Lord my God, have you also brought tragedy on the widow with whom I lodge by killing her son? And he stretched himself out on the child three times, and cried out to the Lord and said, 
Oh Lord my God, I pray, let this child's soul come back to him. Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came back to him, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper room into the house and gave him to his mother. And Elijah said, See, your son lives. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is the truth. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel which said, Now be advised, when this letter comes to you, that I have sent Naaman my servant to you, that you may heal him of his leprosy. And it happened, when the king of Israel read the letter, that he tore his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and make alive, that this man sends a man to me to heal him of his leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me. So it was when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me, and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, and wave his hand over the place, and heal the leprosy. Are not Abana and Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to you, Wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child and he was clean. Who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did esteem him not. Surely 
He has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. For I will restore health to you, and heal you of your wounds, says the Lord. And said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in His sight, give ear to His commandments, and keep all His statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Is anyone sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up, and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Now it came to pass, as Peter went through all parts of the country, that he also came down to the saints who dwelt in Lydar. There he found a certain man named Enos, who had been beridden eight years and was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Enos, Jesus, the Christ, heals you. Arise and make your bed. Then he arose immediately. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known His ways to Moses, His acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will He keep His anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is His mercy toward those who fear Him. 
as far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear Him, and His righteousness to children's children, to such as keep His covenant, and to those who remember His commandments to do them. The Lord has established His throne in heaven, and His kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you His angels, who excel in strength, who do His word, heeding the voice of His word. Bless the Lord, all you His hosts, you ministers of His, who do His pleasure. Bless the Lord, all His works, in all places of His dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You will keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because He trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For in Yah, the Lord is everlasting strength. The Word of God says that He sent His Word and healed them. I believe God has sent His Word to you today, my dear friend, and He is ready to heal you. I want to pray for you and bless you, and Jesus is there with you, laying His hands upon you to heal you. He indeed sent His Word to heal you. And now, dear Lord, I pray from the bottom of my heart, stretch forth Your hand. Let Your healing power flow through the sick body, from head to foot, from top to toe. I rebuke this infirmity and release the power of God in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that you have done it, and I bless this friend in the wonderful and glorious name of Jesus. Rise and be healed in the name of Jesus.
Hello, this is Sid Roth. I'm a Jewish believer in Jesus, and I've been studying healing for over 40 years. God's anointed my voice, and I'm going to be reading the pure Word of God. And according to God's Word, this is the best way to have faith in a specific area that you're trying to build up, such as healing. For instance, Romans 10.17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. I don't think it's an accident. The word hearing is twice. There's two ways I want you to hear. The first way I want you to hear is to take my favorite healing scriptures and meditate on them. You know, if you say a lie long enough, the way the brain works, you'll begin to believe it. What if you say the most powerful words in the universe long enough? You know what? The brain will believe it. And then it drops into your spirit. And then it's yours. So I want you to attack this two ways. I want you to meditate on the word yourself and listen to the word as often as you can. Remember, faith comes by hearing, 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 hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now, what are you going to have faith in? What you hear. Here's what you're going to hear. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. That means whatever you're dealing with in healing, it's to your whole body. And the way you get this, again, is meditating and hearing. There are three ways that I want you to use this material. First, as you hear the words of God that I speak, just soak in them. Just receive the pure words of the living God. Uh, the second thing you can do is take the scriptures, because they're all in order, and read them right along as you hear me speak the word. The third thing you can do is you can speak those words out as I speak them because you have them in writing, you're hearing them. And I have to tell you, one of the strongest things I've found is for me to speak God's promises to myself because I believe what I speak. It's the way God created us. And that's why the spoken word is so important. So any of those three are going to work. And I am so excited about you capturing this revelation of God's Word, believing it in your heart, proclaiming it with your mouth, and miracles erupting. Get ready to inherit your promises from the living God. Joshua chapter 1 verse 7 and 8 I am strong very courageous I am careful to obey all the instructions I do not deviate from them turning either to the right or to the left 
This is why I am successful in everything I do. I study this book of instruction continually. I meditate on it day and night. Only then will I prosper and succeed in all I do. Hebrews 11.6 Now without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he exists, that he also becomes a rewarder of those who diligently seek him out. Mark 11, verse 23-24 If I would say to this mountain, you must immediately be removed, you must immediately be cast into the sea, and would not doubt in my heart, but would believe that what I am saying is happening, it will be to me. I must continually pray for everything. Then, for whatever I'm asking, I believe that I have taken it, and it will be there for me. Romans 10:17. My faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Psalm 86:15. But you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in mercy and truth. Romans 4, verse 17 to 21. God speaks of the non-existent things that he has already promised as if they already existed. I call things that are not in existence as if they already exist. And not being weak with respect to his faith, Abraham attentively considered his own body permanently dead, he being about 100 years old, also the deadness of Sarah's womb. Moreover, in view of the promise of God, he did not vacillate in the sphere of unbelief between two mutually exclusive expectations, but was strengthened with respect to his faith, having given glory to God, and was fully persuaded that what he had promised with finality, he was able also to do. Exodus 23, verse 25 and 26. If I worship the Lord my God, he will bless my bread and my water, and he will take sickness away from the midst of me. He will fulfill the number of my days. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him so be it. Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. Surely he has borne my pains and carried away my sicknesses, and by his stripes I am healed. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. I am blessed 
because my delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law do I meditate, ponder by talking to myself day and night. I'm like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever I do shall prosper. Hebrews 11.1 Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things I hope for, being the proof of things I do not see and the conviction of their reality. My faith perceives as real fact what is not revealed to my senses. Acts 10, verse 38. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. I am anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. I do good by healing all who are oppressed by the devil, for God is with me. Matthew 16, 19. God has given me the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever I forbid to be done on earth shall have been already forbidden to be done in heaven, and whatever I permit to be done on earth shall have already been permitted to be done in heaven. Sickness is already forbidden in heaven, and in Jesus' name, I forbid sickness in my body. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 22. I give attention to God's word. I incline my ear to his sayings. I do not let them depart from my eyes. I keep them in the midst of my heart, for they are life and health to all my flesh. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think, according to the power that works in me. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for me, that I might become the righteousness of God in him. I am the righteousness of God in him. Isaiah 54, verse 17. No weapon, that includes sickness, which is a weapon of the enemy, formed against me shall prosper. This is my heritage as a servant of the Lord. John 10:10. 10, 10. The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. Sickness is stealing, killing, and destroying. Jesus came that I may have and enjoy life, health, and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Matthew 28, verse 18 and 19. And Jesus came and spoke, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, 
I've been delegated this same authority. Luke 10:19. Behold, I've been given the authority to advance by setting my foot upon snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will in any case harm me. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. For his divine power has bestowed upon me all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness. Through the full personal knowledge of him, I know this because he has given to me exceedingly great and precious promises. 1 John 3.8 For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. And I am to destroy sickness by commanding it to leave in Jesus' name. 1 Peter 3.9 I do not repay evil for evil. I do not retaliate with insults when people insult me. Instead, I pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called me to do. And he will bless me for it. Mark 9.23 Jesus said, If you can believe, all things are possible. Hebrews 6.12 Through faith and patience, I inherit the promises. Psalm 105, verse 37. And there was none feeble among his tribes. Isaiah 55, verse 10 to 12. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall God's word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what he pleases, and it shall prosper in the thing for which he sent it. For I shall go out with joy and be led out with peace completeness in my spirit, soul, and body. Psalm 107.20 He sent his word and healed me and delivered me. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. James 4, 7, I resist the devil, I stand firm against him, and he will flee from me as in terror. Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep me in perfect peace, perfect completeness, because my mind is stayed on you. Philippians 2, 9 and 10. God has highly exalted Jesus 
and given him the name which is above every name. Your disease has a name. Now speak to that spirit of infirmity in Jesus' name, and it must leave. It will stay until it is sure you will not give up through weariness or unbelief. Zephaniah 3.17 The Lord my God is in the midst of me, a mighty one, a savior who saves and heals. He will rejoice over me with joy. He will rest in silent satisfaction and in his love he will be silent and make no mention of past sins or even recall them. He will exalt over me with singing. Psalm 84:11 No good thing will the Lord God withhold from me because I walk uprightly. Matthew 12:36-37 Every word which I shall speak which has no legitimate work which is inoperative and thus morally useless and unprofitable I shall give account of at the day of judgment. For by my words I shall be justified, and by my words shall I be condemned. Thank God for repentance in the blood of Jesus. Psalm 91, 9, 10, and 16. Because I have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, my dwelling place, no evil, no sickness, shall befall me, nor shall any plague come near my dwelling. With long life God will satisfy me, and show me his salvation, and show me his healing. John 16:23. I assure you, most solemnly, I tell you, that my Father will grant you whatever you ask in my name. I ask and keep on asking and I will receive so that my joy, gladness and delight may be full and complete. James chapter 1 verse 2 to 4 and 12. I consider it wholly joyful whenever I am enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort, or fall into various temptations, I am assured and understand that the trial and proving of my faith brings out endurance and steadfastness and patience. I let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work in me so that I may be perfectly and fully developed with no defects lacking in nothing. I am blessed, happy to be envied when I am patient under trial and stand up under temptation. For when I have stood the test and been approved, I will receive the victor's crown of life which God has promised to me because I love him. Galatians 6.9 I will not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, I will reap a harvest of blessing if I don't give up. 
Proverbs 6, verse 2. The devil tries to snare me by the words of my mouth. I've put a guard on my mouth to agree with what God says. 1 John 1, 9. If I confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Psalm 103, verse 2 and 3. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all my iniquities and heals all my diseases. Deuteronomy 7, verse 14 and 15. I shall be blessed above all peoples, and the Lord will take away from me all sickness. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. I believed, and therefore I spoke. I also believe, because I meditate on God's word, and therefore speak. Romans 8:11. The spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me. He who raised Messiah from the dead will also give life give healing to my mortal flesh through his spirit who dwells in me. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. Now this is the confidence that I have in him, that if I ask anything according to his will, he hears me, and sickness is not his will. And if I know that he hears me, whatever I ask, I know that I have the petitions that I have asked of him. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. He who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. Revelation 12, 11. I overcome the devil and his fruit of sickness by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of my testimony. In fact, every time I take communion, I disable the hold of sickness progressively more and more. Philippians 4.8 Whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable and seemly, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely and lovable, whatever is kind and winsome and gracious, if there is any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, I think on and weigh and take account of these things. I fix my mind on them and not on the opposite. Matthew 6, 14 and 15. For if I forgive people their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them, letting them go, and giving up resentment, my heavenly Father will also forgive me. But if I do not forgive others their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them, letting them go, and giving up resentment, neither will my Father forgive me my trespasses. Forgiveness is a requirement. It is not an emotion 
or a feeling, but a decision. It is not based on their deserving forgiveness any more than I deserve forgiveness. This does not mean I must trust the person. They must earn my trust. I choose to live in instant forgiveness. 1 John 4, 17 and 18. As he is, so am I in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect, mature love casts out fear. He who fears has not been made perfect, mature in love. The love of God trumps fear. Psalm 103, verse 20. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word, his promises spoken in my mouth. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Because I wait on the Lord, my strength is renewed. I shall mount up with wings like eagles. I shall run and not be weary. I shall walk and not faint. John 20, verse 29. Jesus said, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. I am blessed because I believe before I see. Matthew chapter 9, verse 27 to 30. As Jesus left the house, he was followed by two blind men. Jesus said to them, Do you really believe I can do this? They said, Why, yes, Master. He touched their eyes and said, Become what you believe. I am becoming what I believe. John 17, 3. And this is eternal life, namely, that I might be having an experiential knowledge of you, the only genuine God, and of him whom you sent, Jesus the Messiah. Every benefit of God comes as a result of my developing great intimacy with him. Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation my healing, my deliverance, my protection. So why should I be afraid? Matthew 6.10 Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And there is no sickness in heaven. John 14.12 Jesus said, If I steadfastly believe in him, I will be able to do the things that he does, and I will do even greater things than these. Deuteronomy 3.22 I do not fear, for the Lord my God himself fights for me. Psalm 118, verse 17 I shall not die, but live, and declare the works of the Lord. 1 Peter 2.24 By whose stripes I was healed. Psalm 
He sent his word and healed me. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 and 2 and 7. If I diligently obey the voice of the Lord my God, to observe carefully all his commandments which he commands, God will set me on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon me and overtake me, because I obey the voice of the Lord my God. The Lord has already caused my enemies, sickness, who rise against me, to be defeated before my face. Psalm 92, verse 14. Even in old age, I will still produce fruit. Romans 12:19. I never take revenge. I leave that to the righteous anger of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 7 and 8. I am patient and kind. I am not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. I do not demand my own way. I am not irritable and I keep no record of being wrong. I do not rejoice about injustice, but rejoice whenever the truth wins out. I never give up, never lose faith. I'm always hopeful, and I endure through every circumstance. I never fail. Psalm 41.3 The Lord supports, will sustain, refresh, and strengthen me on my sickbed. He completely heals me from my illness. First John 3.23 And this is his commandment, namely, I should believe the name of his son Jesus the Messiah, believe it for all it means, and be habitually loving one another. 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. In all things I am prospering, and I will be continually having good health, just as my soul is prospering. Matthew 9, 22. Be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. James chapter 2, verse 17 and 18. My faith by itself, if it does not have corresponding action, is dead. I will show you my faith by my corresponding action. Psalm 52.1 The goodness of God endures continually. Luke 18.1 I should always pray and not lose heart. Luke 4.18 The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and the regaining of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed. Isaiah 41.13 For the Lord my God holds my right hand 
the Lord says to me, Fear not, I will help you. Ephesians 2.8 For by grace you are healed, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It's a gift from God. Matthew 18 verse 19 says, If two agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done by my Father in heaven. I agree with you. Now that makes two of us. In Jesus' name, that all sickness must leave. In Jesus' name, you are healed. Dearest Jesus, as I read your promises to your people, I pray that your blessed presence will come upon each heart. I pray that your peace will fill every life. Dearest Lord, may your word fill our hearts richly, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord has put it on my heart to read you some of his promises that he might use his word to bless you again and again and again for remember his promises are yea and amen and my prayer is as I read these promises that the Holy Spirit himself will minister to you Jeremiah 31 and verse 3 declares the Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Remember, he loves you. He loves you dearly. John chapter 13 and verse 1 declares, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. His everlasting love is everlasting. It's not only for now, it's forever. Having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And so the word declares in Romans chapter 8, beginning at verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness, or peril, or sword. As it is written, For thy sake 
we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And Ephesians chapter 3, beginning at verse 14, the Word of God declares, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints, what is the breadth and the length and the depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. And the one who loves you will never condemn you. That is why Psalm 103 declares, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful 
and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. The one who loves you is the same one who will never condemn you. He is the one who always forgives you. That's why in Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 18 he declares, Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye be willing and obedient, ye shall eat the good of the land. All we have to do is come to him. And he promises again in Isaiah 43, verse 25 and 26. I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake, and will not remember thy sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou that thou mayst be justified. What a loving and forgiving Lord Jesus is. In John chapter 8, we have the story. And early in the morning, he came again into the temple. And all the people came unto him. And he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman, taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what says thou? This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground, as though he heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. 
they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone, and the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus had lifted up himself, and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. And Paul the Apostle in Romans 8 verse 1 tells us this, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. All we have to do is come to the Master and will find forgiveness and love. So the Word declares in 1 John 1 verse 7, If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. And verse 8 and 9 declare, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful, and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And the same Lord who forgives is the same Lord who protects. Psalm 91 declares, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge, even the Most High,
thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion, and Adam, the young lion and the dragon, shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. And Psalm 121 declares, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. And Isaiah 43 verse 1 and 2 declare, But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. And the word of the Lord continues in Isaiah 59 verse 19. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west, and his glory from the rising of the sun, when the enemy shall come in. Like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord 
shall lift up a standard against him. And the Redeemer shall come to Zion, and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord. My spirit is upon thee, and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed's seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and forever. And never forget what David wrote in the Psalms, where he declared in Psalm 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And Jude 24 and 25 declares, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory, with exceeding joy, to the only wise God our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. And the Lord who protects you is the one who will always hear and answer your prayer. Psalm 34, 17 declares, The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Psalm 37 and verse 4 declares, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. And Psalm 145, verse 18 through 20 declares, The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear Him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love Him, but all the wicked will He destroy. 
and in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 18 and 19, the Word of God declares, And therefore will the Lord wait, that He may be gracious unto you. And therefore will He be exalted, that He may have mercy upon you. For the Lord is a God of judgment. Blessed are all they that wait for Him. For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. Thou shalt weep no more. He will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry. When he shall hear, he shall answer. And Isaiah 40 verse 28 through 31 declares, Has thou not known, has thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the Creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And Isaiah 65 verse 24 goes on to declare, And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. And Jeremiah 33 and verse 3 declares, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things, which thou knowest not. And our wonderful Lord Jesus, in Matthew 7, verse 7 and 8, declared, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. And in Matthew 18, Verse 19 and 20, the Lord declared, And again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And in Matthew 21 verse 22 he said, And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer believing, ye shall receive. 
And again in Mark 11:24, he said, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And in John 14, verse 13, the Lord also said, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And in John 16:23, he declared, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. And Paul the Apostle, in Philippians 4, 6 and 7 said, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus and in 1st John 5 14 and 15 we read and this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. And remember Psalm 89.34 which declares, My covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. God has promised he will keep and he will do always and never forget what God the Father has said to us in Isaiah 55 10 and 11 for as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. And the Apostle Peter in Second Peter 1 verse 3 and 4 adds and says, According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust Oh, His mighty promises are yours today. Remember, every promise in the Scriptures belongs to you. Claim the promises of God today and receive them. For remember, in Psalm 18 and verse 2, David said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress. 
and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. And in Psalm 27 we read, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in His temple. For in the time of trouble He shall hide me in His pavilion, in the secret of His tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock, and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. And Psalm 46 goes on to declare, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. And verse 10 and 11 declares, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. And in Isaiah 30 and verse 15, we read this mighty promise. For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest shall ye be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength, and ye would not. Today, come to Him. He's calling, and He's waiting. Quietness and rest, strength and glory belong to you. All you have to do is come to the Lord, and He will strengthen and uphold you. In Isaiah 41, verse 10, he declared, Fear thou not, 
for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And in verse 11, God continues and says, Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing. They that strive with thee shall perish. And then verse 13, a mighty promise for you today. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. And a mighty promise in verse 17 and 18, where the Lord says, When the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue faileth for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers in high places and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. And Isaiah 42:16 declares, I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them and not forsake them. And a mighty promise in Isaiah 44:3 that says, I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed, and my blessing upon thine offspring. That's God's mighty promise to you today. It is his desire to fill you afresh with his spirit and satisfy your soul. That is why in Isaiah 55, verse 1 through verse 3, he says to you, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, come ye buy and eat. Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread? and your labor for that which satisfieth not. Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Incline your ear, and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. And David, the king of Israel, knowing the Lord as he did, said in Psalm 4 and verse 8, I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, 
only makest me dwell in safety. And in Psalm 119 verse 165, David also said, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. And God has promised you peace, peace that passeth all understanding, Paul the Apostle said. And remember, Jesus the Master said to you in John 14 and 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Never be afraid. Remember, the Lord declared so many times, Fear not, fear not. That's why Paul the Apostle in Philippians 4 and verse 6 declares, Be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And Colossians 3.15 also declares, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful, never fear anything. Remember what the Lord said to you in Deuteronomy 31 verse 6, Be strong and of a good courage, fear not, nor be afraid of them, for the Lord thy God, He it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. And then Isaiah chapter 12 verse 2 and 3 declares, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. And verse 4 declares, And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord. Call upon His name. Declare His doings among the people. Make mention that His name is exalted. And never forget what Paul the Apostle said in 2 Timothy 1.7 For God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That's why David in Psalm 55 and verse 2 said Cast thy burden upon the Lord and He shall sustain He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. And Peter the Apostle added in 1 Peter 5 and 7, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. And I love what Isaiah 54:10 says, For the mountains shall depart, 
and the hills be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord, that hath mercy on thee. And this wonderful Heavenly Father that loves you, that continually forgives you when you come to Him, that protects you daily and watches over you, also says to you in Isaiah 49, verse 15 through 17, Can a woman forget her sucking child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee? Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Thy children shall make haste. Thy destroyers and they that made thee waste shall go forth of thee. God says to you today, I will never forget you. I have graven you on the palms of my hands. And your children, the ones who've been away from God, will come back. For verse 17 says again, Thy children shall make haste. They will come back. And thy destroyers, and the ones that have been wasting your life, and your children's life, are about to leave. For remember, the promise of God continues and says in Isaiah 49 and verse 25, But thus saith the Lord, Even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away, and the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. For I will contend with him that contendeth with thee, and I will save thy children. He declares in his word that those who have been captives of the mighty, those who have been bound by the enemy, will be set free. And God Almighty will fight the enemy for you and save your children. And he goes on to promise you this glorious promise for you and your household. And he says in Isaiah 54, 13 and 14, And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. In righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. And this is his promise to you today. And he continues by saying to you,
in Isaiah 59 and verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot say, neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. And I love what Paul the Apostle declares in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 24. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Never forget, the one who has given you these promises will never fail you. He's the God who keeps covenant. One of these days, your eyes will see the Lord in His glory. For remember, that day is approaching and approaching quickly. For in Revelation chapter 21, beginning at verse 1, the word declares, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life free. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. And Revelation 22, verse 1 through 7 declares, And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, 
and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And verse 12 to 14 declares, And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Dear Jesus, I pray that today your promises will be sown deeply in our hearts. And I pray that we will do your commandments, that we might please you the rest of our days. Bless your people, I pray. Bless that one listening to the CD today, to this tape today. It's your name, I pray, and only your name will be glorified in our lives. Always. Amen.